Hello guys and welcome back to Cohere Thanksgiving Hackathon. I'm happy to announce today with me Christina Stefan, uh, which is recruiter in Cohere, is talent manager, right Christina? That is right, I'm the talent programs manager over at Cohere. And today we will have a nice talk with Christina and in the end and during the talk you will be able to ask questions in the Twitch chat and I am more than happy to read them uh, for Christina to answer. And the topic today is recruitment tips. We will split in tea with the recruiter and we'll talk about possibilities and career in AI. And uh, guys, feel free to ask your questions and I'm leaving the stage for Christina. Have a nice talk. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone that is joining us here on Discord or tuning in across streams on Twitch, LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever it is. Super happy to be chatting with you today. Uh, like Alessia mentioned, my name is Christina Steffen and I am the Talent Programs Manager over at Cohere. Um, so I have a big hand in hiring amazing you know, candidates like yourselves. I've been a recruiter for about almost 10 years now of, of, uh, of my um, recent years. So um, this is something I really love to do and I would love to just spend some time with you today to share some different recruitment tips, um, kind of spill the tea and kind of give up any recruiter secrets that I can, anything that you can, uh, you know, find helpful, whether it's you're searching for a new job at this time um, or whether you're just, you know, open to exploring new opportunities or you're really just keen on building your network and continuing to, to build your brand or you know building products and, and wanting to kind of build your community around that. So um, I have a lot of great tips that I hope will be helpful. And like Alessia mentioned, would love to take some questions. We're gonna save some time, uh, at least 10 to 15 minutes at the end um, of the talk to answer any questions you might have. So excited to chat and uh, it's a safe open space so feel free to to share and excited to, to kind of chat with you so i i want to spend the next 45 minutes or so to chat um a little bit more on just like how to really optimize your job search um and you know how to really stand out as a job seeker especially in this market um, you know, things are a little bit a little bit hectic right now in, in the tech market. We unfortunately are seeing a lot of layoffs and, you know, changes within the industry. Um, and, you know, it's great to continue to lean on each other and continue to build your network and, and think about the ways that you can really continue to, to stand out, um, whether you are a job seeker or, again, just building community. So I hope in this session you will walk away with a better understanding of, of how to stand out, um, walk away with a couple new ideas on just how to expand your network, build that personal brand, and really like make your profile irresistible to recruiters. Um, there's a lot of great things that you can do to optimize your profile and sort of your, your visibility online and your visibility to recruiters um, and really ensure that you're making recruiters come to you for, for great opportunities um, and, uh, you know, not necessarily having to um, spend as much time kind of job seeking and digging around because those great opportunities are, are coming to, to you through things like LinkedIn and social media and things like that. I have a ton of resources to share. Um, I am a resource hoarder, so I save a ton of like anytime I see something that would be, you know, I think it'd be helpful for a job seeker. Um, I, I like to, to take note of that. So I'm going to share a few things that I think will be helpful for you as well. Alessia and Kuba, feel free to, you know, come off uh, mute if any if any keen questions come up or um, anything that you want to flag as we go through here as well.
All right. So um, before I get into it and talk to you for the next 45 minutes or so, uh, here is a little bit more about me. Um, so like I mentioned, I'm a talent programs manager here at Cohere. I do recruitment as well as manage some of our larger talent and, and diversity partnerships as well. Um, you know, things like working with, with lab, lab lab, going to different hackathons, being across different campuses across uh, North America and Europe. Um, I've been recruiting for a really long time. I love it. Uh, it's been about nine, 10 years now, and I've worked recruiting talent across all different industries within the startup space, fintech, pharma, consulting space, medical devices, like you name it, I've, I've probably recruited in that area um, and recruited anywhere from interns, early talent, new grads, all the way up to executive level positions. Um, the past few years, I've definitely fallen in love with tech, caught the bug a few years ago. Um, and it's been great kind of living and, and working within this space from a recruitment realm. There's a ton of amazing opportunities working with such amazing, bright people and candidates like yourself. Aside from that, I'm a huge just tech and talent nerd. Uh, I love learning, love sharing resources like I mentioned. I love doing sessions like these. Uh, would love to stay connected with you all after this session, so please connect with me on LinkedIn. You can scan the co QR code here to connect with me on LinkedIn. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram. I have a website that has some, some resources on there as well if you want to check that out. And I'm always around on the Cohere Discord channel. So when I'm not recruiting and meeting amazing candidates like yourself, I do love uh, mentorship, coaching, and I do some DJing in my free time. They call me DJ Campus. Um, so you will maybe see me hitting your other airwaves soon. All right, so let's get into it. Um, wanted to chat a little bit, like I mentioned, about how to like optimize your job search strategy. Um, you know, if you are applying to jobs or if you're just seeking, you know, to, to see what other opportunities are out there, just want to kind of build your network. Um, there's ways that you can do that extremely effectively. Um, and again, make sure that those right recruiters and those right opportunities are actually funneling to you and, and actually hitting your inbox. Um, and it's a great, great um, way to think about things and um, to think about that hidden job market. So I want to share some tips around that. And then wanted to jump into some deep stuff around LinkedIn optimization, how to really optimize your profile and um, stand out and kind of build that personal brand and a bunch of kind of tea and secrets around LinkedIn algorithms and, you know, what that all means. So before we get into that LinkedIn piece, just a couple general reminders. Um, you know, one, I think what is super important is for um, everyone to always be leveraging your community around you and your network around you. Um, you know, once you um, start interviewing and, and having coffee chats and, um, you know, there is so many great people that want to be able to help you out. So don't be um, afraid to ask for, for referrals or um, you know, reach out to folks that you've worked with before, that you've, you've hacked with before, the amazing connections that you're gonna meet at uh, this weekend at this hackathon. These are all great people to add to your community and network and people that you should leverage throughout you know, the job search process or the networking process as well. Um, one other thing I think is definitely important to note uh, is quality over quantity. So if you are looking for your next gig um, or looking to explore new opportunities, I would say it's definitely better to target your search and to be more focused with your applications and your outreaches and your follow-ups. 
um, and this is typically going to get you much better results than just applying to you know 50 to 100 different jobs and you know constantly just just sort of applying and not necessarily taking the time to tailor your resume to follow up with the recruiters at that company or people at that company, um, you know, to spend time on your application when you're getting those questions of why do you want to work here and, you know, write us a little blurb. Um, if you really do invest in that tailoring your resume, tailoring those reach outs, this is going to be the best thing that you can do in terms of, you know, really being able to stand out amongst the crowd and get your resume and your application seen when, you know, there there is kind of a, a large pile um, for recruiters to go through. So quality over quantity, super important. We'll talk a little bit more about some of that and how you can kind of enhance the, the quality of your, your applications, your profile and, and stand out and all of those things. Um, also some great tools. I'm going to send out this deck after in the Lab Lab channel. There are a bunch of links and resources in here, like I mentioned, so you'll be able to click through some of these, but there are some great, um, you know, just organizational spreadsheets, tools like Hunter, you know, stay organized with the people that you are chatting with, the roles you're applying to. It can be easy once you do get into that interview mode to um, kind of get lost and like forget where you're at um, with different companies and with different roles. So it's a great to, to just stay organized and it helps you really um, minimize that job search fatigue as well. And this one, which is what will lead us into a lot of the next slides is, um, you know, super important as a job seeker that you're not just using one platform for your search. So whether it's just LinkedIn or, you know, just Google jobs or, or you know, you're using kind of one one channel or platform to, to search for roles, you will be missing out on other opportunities. Um, so not every opportunity, unfortunately, is, is on any one platform. LinkedIn is great, and we're going to talk a lot about that. Um, but it is really important to kind of maximize your reach by looking for opportunities across these different channels, like LinkedIn, Google Jobs, um, you know, through Slack and Discord communities and through different job boards and meetup groups and things like that. And these are all just a, a few kind of quick tips and reminders before we get into some of the details around some things I think that are very useful for candidates to, to be thinking about, um, again, job seeking or networking. So next slide here is um, wanting to, to really highlight again some of these areas where I think that as a recruiter I've seen um, either these are places I go to, to look for talent or you know recruiters I know are, are going to, to seek talent uh, like yourselves that is kind of outside of LinkedIn um, and job boards that I've used that are, are really great and that have a lot of opportunities that maybe you're not seeing on, on the typical um, you know, LinkedIn or, or the standard um, Glassdoor page or, or whatever you're using to, to look for those opportunities. So you can take note of some of these. There's some good job boards on here. Some of these are, you're probably quite familiar with if you have been looking around. AngelList, Remotive for remote jobs is awesome. AI jobs, uh, Net is, is pretty great for like AI, ML type of jobs. Uh, y Combinator for startup jobs. Dice, no whiteboard. We love no whiteboard. It's um, you know companies that will interview you that don't require kind of a whiteboarding or to um, you know intricate of technical assessments, which is great. Um, some some great diversity groups, Underdog, Built-in, Idealist. So these are all really great job boards to check out. I can guarantee you, if you click through some of these, you will see opportunities that you have not seen before, or you'll probably discover companies that you haven't heard of, or you know some cool startups. 
jobs that are, are hiring for, for opportunities that you maybe um, weren't aware of. So check out those job boards. Um, and the other thing, like I mentioned, is community and networking. I think that's huge and, you know, not just not just applying to jobs online, the best thing that you can do as a recruiter, and this is definitely, um, you know, something I, I have seen and uh, lived over the past 10 years of my recruitment career is, um, you know, not just applying online and really getting out there and meeting real folks and making meaningful connections with, you know, companies that you're interested in is definitely the best way to, to again, get your application noticed, uh, create those, uh, you know, networking and referral opportunities. Um, and kind of stand out from that pile of resumes. So again, these are some things that, um, you know, being a part of these Lab Lab hackathons is, is incredible. A lot of opportunities and connections being made here. Um, you know, there's some things noted here. I'm based in Toronto in Canada, but I know there's folks from all over the, the globe potentially tuning in. There's such great tech communities like Tech Canada, Tech Toronto here in Toronto that hosts meetups and, you know, four or 500 people go out to those meetups and it's a really great place to meet employers, uh, learn about industry and just make new connections. So again, these are just some of the places. Um, meetup groups are, are great to explore, different Slack and Discord communities, like of course our Cohere Discord community. Um, you know, there's great communities for designers, product, developers, machine learning, NLP community, ADP list. These are all really great places to find new opportunities and find great allies and folks to network with. And I think another piece and some some hot tea here, these might be some things that you are familiar with, but I would highly recommend for any candidate um, to be doing your research, right? Poking around when you are um, looking for that new opportunity or you have an interview coming up or you you've, you've, you know you have an offer and, and um, you're ready to, to kind of negotiate, there's some really great websites and resources that can um, inform you on um, you know different things kind of going on at that company and what processes look like. So one thing I will say, proceed with extreme caution on a lot of these websites. You know, a lot of them are um, you know just um, self-disclosed uh, commentary and you know there could be some things that are, are quite negative on, on some of these pages transparently like blind um, but there is also some amazing information and tidbits so um, for example TrueUp is a great site you can do comparisons of different startups and different companies different interview processes and see what um, you know things look like to help you better prepare blind again is an anonymous community where you can um, Know, see what's going on at different companies just kind of a kind of like an internal chat room but there you can search hashtags like job openings or referrals and you can get you know these are all posts just within the past 24 or 48 hours of folks talking about you know who's hiring um, you know what roles are out there and some great strings that you can connect with people so um, some great resources there fishbowl is similar reddit threads being on glassdoor comparably um, and when it comes to salaries and, you know, wanting to better educate yourself there and just prepare yourself for those conversations and understanding, you know, where you sort of fit in the market, um, levels and AI pay grades are two great sites to, to check out some tea around salaries and um, some of that information that maybe you're not seeing, um, you know, through some of these other channels as well. 
and social media and audio networking is a great place. I know Twitter is a scary place right now, um, but Twitter Spaces has definitely been a great thing for job seekers and again, a place where I go as a recruiter to actually look for great candidates like yourself, especially in niche spaces like within the AI space, within the NLP and machine learning space. Um, there's some really great communities and it's also a great way to meet people and actually a lot of recruiters hosting different hiring and internal um, you know kind of uh, job fair type of events on things like clubhouse and twitter spaces which is awesome all right so that is just some some hot tips into around you know how to, to kind of expand your reach other places you can look and go to find great opportunities to find you know different uh information that you know maybe you, you weren't aware of before it's always important to do your research um, but this is something that is kind of like a stereotypical thing that uh, or, or kind of fact that has has been out there that recruiters spend six to 10 to 15 seconds, whatever, you know, amount of seconds it might be um, reviewing a resume. So essentially, they are often only really glancing at your resume and really doing a skim for that important information to see if you are, um, you know, a potentially a great fit for the role that they are looking for. So it is true. I will tell you that it is true, unfortunately. Um, well, you know, uh, oftentimes it can be true that recruiters are, they know exactly what they're looking for and the skill sets that are needed for that role. And they're really just taking the time to do a quick skim for those, you know, those key messages on your resume before they're going to pick you out of the pile. So um, you only have about that six to 10 seconds to impress with your resume, but LinkedIn and you know your other socials is a really great way to kind of supplement that resume, um, tell your story, share your personal brand and share more about why you could be a great fit for that company or the role. So it's super important that you are making your LinkedIn profile a magnet for the right recruiters and the right roles. And this is really how you're gonna stand out from the crowd. Personally, for me, a confession is, you know, the large majority of the candidates that I've, I've hired in my past, which is, is transparently in like the thousands, um, I would say at least 50 to 60% of them are, are, you know, passive candidates or candidates I've, I've sourced or met through LinkedIn or through these social media channels. Um, so it is extremely powerful and, um, you know, a, a great thing to think about. So I want to jump into to some of this now. So LinkedIn, 87% um, of recruiters are using LinkedIn to search for candidates um, passively, going on LinkedIn to try to find you or try to find somebody with your skill set. Um, so that's a pretty huge number, like pretty much every recruiter is using LinkedIn to, to try to find you. Um, and 94% of recruiters, if they're not going to LinkedIn right off the bat to try to find you and actively, you know, source your profile, 94% um, of them are going to LinkedIn at some point in the process to kind of further vet your profile. So often if I get an applicant, uh, you know, the first thing I'm going to do after looking at their resume is clicking on their LinkedIn profile or it's their GitHub, you know, depending on their role. Um, but I love to go right, right to LinkedIn to kind of see, you know, what else can I find out about this person? You know, is there, you know, other passion areas that they have, um, you know, are, are they active? Who are they kind of engaging with? Um, is there anything they've been posting about that could kind of give me more information about this candidate? So 
huge numbers there. We're all looking for you on LinkedIn. So I guess the first message there is if you are not on LinkedIn or if you're you know not very active on LinkedIn, I would highly recommend um, you know you 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 change that. Start engaging on LinkedIn, and we'll talk about some really easy ways to to do that and how to really kind of blow up your profile so that again you're getting those right outreaches and you know right opportunities coming your way um so a couple other kind of i guess secrets or tips around this is also something that is important to know is that recruiters we're not using the same version of linkedin that you are probably seeing or using so we often pay for a more premium version of linkedin which is called like linkedin recruiter and there's kind of different levels of that based on what you pay and you kind of get different access based on that um so transparently we have some like secret linkedin powers to you know really kind of get deep into searches on linkedin pull out your profiles um, and really be able to narrow down on the people that, you know, seem to to have the skills and, and you know, the the values and, and the soft skills as well that we are, are looking for for that specific search. So um, just to be mindful of that is that we do have these kind of extra tools that we can search around for different keywords. And I'm going to show you on the next slide what that actually looks like for a recruiter to give you the real the real insider view of what it kind of looks like for us when we are searching through this premium version of LinkedIn and trying to find you. And you are, it's extremely important to just try to build that network and, you know, expand your network on LinkedIn to open up your visibility to different opportunities and the hidden job market. Um, really, if recruiters are not using this sort of paid version uh, of LinkedIn, they are often only able to see kind of within your third degree of network. So the more folks that you have in your network, um, you know, the the more you are going to become more visible to other recruiters and other people across the industry. So just making connections, engaging with content, being slightly, you know, even slightly active on LinkedIn is going to like 10 times your reach. Um, and you will see a huge difference in, in the messages that you're getting and I think the recruiters that are reaching out to you. So we're going to talk more about how to optimize your profile and how to strategically kind of include all of this key information in the right places so that um, you can you can kind of see that this power of LinkedIn if you haven't been seeing it already. So like I mentioned, uh, the whole kind of premium version of LinkedIn Recruiter, this is just like honestly a snapshot that you can find on Google. There's a lot of, you know, if you search LinkedIn Recruiter view, you will see um, some, some different versions of what this looks like. But what is important to kind of note here is, you know, this is sort of the insider view. When I am doing a search for a candidate or any recruiter is doing a search for for a candidate, let's say for a software developer, machine learning, you know, engineer, somebody within the NLP space, and we're looking for, you know, some of these skill sets, um, we have the opportunity to, to, of course, search by job titles, previous companies, types of industries, education. Um, we can search by specific keywords, which we will often do. Um, so that will especially, you know, kind of technical competencies. If we're looking for folks with experience with our tech stack, I'm very often going to go and put in, you know, JAX, Python, whatever it is we're looking for in those keywords. Um, so I am only pulling up people and profiles with those keywords in their profile. So super important to have, you know, your profile loaded up with these different keywords 
skills assessments and verified skills on your profile. If you have those on your profile, um, the, the rumor is that you know you're 30 per, those candidates are 30% more likely to be hired from LinkedIn searches because they have those verified skills on their profiles. So do a couple of those. Um, and really interesting on the side here is like some of the things that we're actually able to filter on is I only want to see candidates that have company connections. So folks that are connected with people that work at Cohere. That means, you know, they know somebody or, you know, they maybe know a little bit about the company. So maybe they're they're more keen to respond or, or would be more open to opportunities. Maybe I'll look at those folks first. Um, or folks that have applied to our roles in the past. Or if you'll see um, on the bottom here, um, how many folks are engaged with your talent brand. So that is a huge one. Um, you know, that alone is if if you are not following different companies um, or you haven't like, you know, like their posts or just kind of engage with that company's content, you are less likely to come up in their recruiter searches. So if you have target companies or places you really want to work like Cohere, of course, um, you know, you want to follow our company page, like our posts, comment on some things, just connect with some people at the company. If you do these very few little things, you will all of a sudden, you know, potentially move from page 80, 100 in these searches to being in those first like four, three or four pages of the search and coming up as kind of a top candidate. So that is a hot tip here this is what we are seeing this is what recruiters are seeing when we're spending hours um you know going through linkedin profiles or running these different searches to kind of try to pull up the right profiles optimize your profile um, engage with with content engage with companies that you're interested in and that is really going to help you stand out in these searches and we'll talk a little bit more about how you can do all of this as well So how do you optimize your LinkedIn profile and make sure that you are like coming up in those first pages of those searches like I mentioned? Um, one, go to your profile settings, go do that now. Make sure you take a look at your settings. Sometimes they just like LinkedIn adds new things or like things kind of change around. Um, so make sure like your profile is fully visible to, to people. Um, if you want to, you know, share your email uh, for opportunities, make sure that that is, is visible as well. It just makes it easier for recruiters to find you and contact you. Um, set up those job alerts, you know, go through the job search page and you can set up job alerts for different companies, different roles, different locations, and you're going to be notified right away when those jobs come up and timing is really important. So being able to apply earlier or, you know, get your application in right away is always a good thing to do versus waiting. So those job alerts can be super helpful open to work set that up if you know you are open to work it again is really helpful that is also one of the filters we can filter on um, so if you're doing a search maybe i just want to see those folks that have already you know indicated they are absolutely open to work so i might go check them out first so keep that in mind um and then just like increasing your visibility on your feed and your page there's so many amazing opportunities that you know pop up on linkedin and through your networks but if you're not again active on linkedin if you know your page isn't set up like for this optimization and visibility you won't see these opportunities really pop up and you might be missing out so um something that you could definitely i uh, would definitely highly recommend doing is optimizing your page by following different hashtags on linkedin so following things like hashtag hiring, job opportunity, 
interns, interview tips, like um, offering support, tech layoffs, if you want to, you know, stay in the know about that, but just clicking on, you know, job opportunity, there's 309,000 people following this hashtag, and this is going to pull up anybody that is posting something about a job opportunity out there. So it's a great um, way to just fill up your feed with that relevant information um, and really kind of optimize your profile there as well. Already talked about following companies, engaging with their posts, engaging with recruiters. It's super important. Joining different groups is also a great thing to do. So a lot of people don't know this, but I mentioned that often you can only see within like your third degree network on on LinkedIn or if recruiters are, are not using that that paid version, they can only see that through see you through the third degree network um, but if you are connected with other folks and you are um, in different groups where folks are also a part of that group it actually 10 times is your reach and you are now um, kind of part of their third degree network so joining groups is a really easy way to expand your reach and your network on linkedin please do it follow the hashtags join the groups check out your settings engage with you know content and posts and you will notice a huge difference in you know the information that you are seeing on LinkedIn and hopefully you know some of the opportunities that could be coming your way. The other thing I wanted to kind of spill some tea about or tips is um, you know just how to use LinkedIn also to your advantage to really sleuth. Um, you know, we do it as recruiters. We we are, you know, using LinkedIn to kind of, you know, search you up and, um, you know, kind of try to find out more about you and, you know, the things that you're passionate about. Um, as a candidate, you should definitely be doing that as well. It's such a good way to prepare for um, interviews, to, you know, strengthen your application, to find the right people to connect with. Um, so a quick, you know, some some examples here of like little things that you could do. One, if you're searching for job opportunities on LinkedIn, you can actually filter um, by under like how many applicants or search early applicant in the search bar under jobs and it will pull up all the jobs where they've just more recently been posted or they say that you are an early applicant so they haven't received too many applicants yet um, and that's a great opportunity to kind of you know check out um, those opportunities and see them you know kind of before the rest of the crowd again timing is important in the job search um, and then finding the right people like this is so important. Um, you know, you can actually find the recruiters, find the hiring managers, find the folks that are kind of working within this umbrella under the, the roles or, or the organizations that you're applying for. And by looking at their profiles, you're going to get such good information on what do they do, right? And and what have some of, you know, their proud projects or, or what is their their kind of growth trajectory looked like in that role? And it can be extremely eye-opening. Um, so how do you do that? It's super simple. If you haven't tried, I'll just pull up this page now. But um, if you do a search, you can search in uh, in the search bar recruiter or talent. And this is going to pull up anybody with recruiter or talent because sometimes the you know titles can be talent acquisition, recruiter, or whatnot. So maybe hit both. Um, and then you can hit search. And then you can filter by company. So you you know you want to find you've applied to a role at Cohere. You want to find the right recruiter and follow up with them. Just pop that in here. We're a small team. This is our whole team right here. This is our entire HR team. Um, maybe you're applying for a machine learning engineer or a role. You could take a quick look and see. Okay, you know try to find that recruiter that probably recruits for that space. 
I see my friend Kate here is a senior talent partner um, supporting tech. And if I look at her profile, I can kind of quickly confirm um, that she seems to be the recruiter for the tech space. So she'd probably be a good person to follow up with and to, to reach out to and, um, you know, um, flag your, your interest and your application to her. So that is a great thing to do. And honestly, I feel like if you are applying to jobs, your application should not be considered complete until you have applied but also gone on LinkedIn and tried to find the recruiter or the hiring manager or somebody um, and kind of followed up about your application and reiterated your interest. Um, once you have done that, then I think, you know, you can consider that application complete. So don't just be, you know, applying online, make sure you're taking that extra step to, to try to find the right people, use LinkedIn to your advantage, make yourself super visible. And again, this is going to make sure that the right opportunities and the right recruiters are proactively coming to you. So talking a lot about LinkedIn, I know there's like a ton of different resources and stuff online and there's stuff that I've included in this presentation on a resource slide at the end. Um, but here's just a couple quick tips on perfecting your profile. Um, you know, a few things that are definitely important is having a headshot photo and having an intention grabbing banner um that is can you know kind of add a lot to your profile so there's some templates here that are put together canva is a great tool um or just there's a bunch of templates online you know you can check these out make yourself a little banner tell us a little bit more about you and it's going to really help take your profile to that next level um make your headline more than just your job title the headline is so super important it's honestly like your picture your banner your headline is really the first thing that a recruiter is going to see or that anybody is going to see on linkedin when they're looking at your profile um so don't just have like your job title or you know i think it's really important to have um whether it's position or industry you're targeting the industry that you're working in something you're passionate about if it's you know machine learning and nlp like you know you can put that in your headline and it's just going to signal even more to recruiters looking for those folks that you are that person that they are looking for um use it as your your um professional story right like your linkedin and your summary section is like that digital elevator pitch it's again super super important um it's where you can really showcase who you are you know not just as that that piece of paper that resume but who you are you know as a candidate as a human as a future colleague um and it's a really great space to add a little bit more color to your profile and some of those things that maybe you couldn't include on your resume or aren't as relevant to include on your resume but are important to know about you this is where you want to do it um, and then the keywords and stuff I talked about the skills and the keywords but this is super super important to have these keywords in your profile like I mentioned recruiters are doing this you know deep searching and searching but through all these um, you know different kind of flags and keywords so just making sure you have some of those in your profiles especially when it comes to your technical skills your areas of interest roles you're interested in Put that in your summary, put it in your profile. It's again, just going to try to, it's just going to help match you to the right recruiters, the right opportunities um, when they are, they are kind of seeing that information. 
And it's really great to use like the featured section. You can pin stuff, pin projects. Maybe you're working on an awesome project this weekend at this hackathon, like post about your experience here um, or something cool that you built and pin it in your profile. So again, it's only going to increase your reach. If I'm a recruiter looking at that, I'm definitely gonna click through that. I always look at the featured section. I'll always look at your projects and it will always really help me, um, you know, be a little bit even more excited about your profile. So there's a couple examples here. There's lots online. Um, we can click through. Uh, we we can click through some of these. But one good example is from like um, an organization called Wonsulting. There's Wendy Wonsulting. You can find her profile online on LinkedIn, and it's a great kind of just structure here. Um, but you know, just kind of a, a quick intro. Who are you? Um, you know, what do you do if you're a graduate? Are you you know um, working in machine learning engineering? Um, what industry are you working in? Where are you based? And then one or two lines about like your past experiences, what you're up to now, um, and just a little bit more about you as you know a professional. And then adding a little bit about um, you as you know what what your goals are, what you're kind of uh, hoping for um, in your next opportunity, or you know the things that you're most passionate about. And then some hobbies or, or some of those strengths and keyword areas. So this is, you know, at the bottom of here where you could add some more of those keywords, um, technical skills and things that you are passionate about. So this is just one example, but, you know, you don't have to have like a whole crazy summary or, you know, you don't have to load it up with different keywords and, and things like that. But it is important to have a picture, have a headline, have a little bit of a summary that tells us more about you and think about some of those things that really make you you um, that maybe aren't as evident on your on your resume or those soft skills that are maybe more difficult to, to really highlight on a resume this is a great place to do it and just wanted to also touch on some tea here around again how you can really like build your um, engagement and visibility on LinkedIn um, and build that personal brand so if you have not been that active on LinkedIn and now you're thinking like, wow, 94% of recruiters are using LinkedIn, I should probably be, you know, engaging a little bit more or, you know, kind of spice up my profile. Um, here are some kind of hot tips um, and things that you can think about. LinkedIn, like every other social media platform, has some serious algorithms um, that they are using to kind of make sure that the right posts and the right content are, you know, getting through to the right channels. Um, and this can like really heavily impact how you are engaging and, and how great your posts or your content um, that you're putting out on LinkedIn is, is kind of uh, hitting the network. So a couple things here to note um is the linkedin is absolutely kind of using that social selling index method so they're kind of grading you based on your your leveling of engagement and activity so if you are never on linkedin you're never liking posts you're never commenting on on anyone else's things um you probably have a low social selling index score and when you post it's LinkedIn's not going to push out your post as much as it would for those other people that are, you know, already engaging on LinkedIn. So again, engage, like stuff, follow, follow pages, follow groups, make some comments and things like that. It's going to really boost that score and it's just going to kind of, um, you know, kind of give you that higher score in LinkedIn's eyes, which is great. 
Uh, LinkedIn goes through like a, a bunch of checks kind of to to make sure that your your posts are not kind of spam and you know kind of how they decide how much they are going to kind of promote or, or share your posts out with the network. Um, so the big one is definitely that spam check or spam blocker check. Um, and they are, you know, looking at things like, <clears throat> do we think that if you have too many external links in, in your post um, that is kind of driving people away from the platform, LinkedIn doesn't love that. Um, so if you want to include posts uh, or links to, to posts in your um, in your content, you should not put it in the post. You should put it in the comment section of the post, and that's going to help kind of get through that spam check. And some other kind of fun facts is um, the first 90 minutes of posting is super critical. So right when you post, getting some likes, getting some comments is super important to kind of making your post sort of take off. Um, and if you, um, you know, get more likes and think more likes and engagement within that first 90 minutes, like your post is actually going to increase in reach by like 20 to 25%, which is quite significant. Um, and then after that, the next eight hours of that post is super important. So you want to try to maximize dwell time on your post, put out content that is making people like want to see more, want to read about the project or, you know, makes people want to kind of comment on those posts or ask questions. And usually this is unofficial, but a lot of folks say that there's sort of like a, a sort of point system for LinkedIn. So it's like a like would be like one point, a comment is, you know, two points, a share is like four points um, in that like uh, LinkedIn algorithm currency. So the more likes, comments and shares you can get on your post, the more it is going to really blow up and you are going to really um, expand that network, make a lot of connections and, you know, um, have more people um, excited about whatever you are sharing. So some more on on the spam blocker. I mentioned the external links. You shouldn't over tag people. So actually like tagging more than three people. You see some of those posts where people will tag like 40 different recruiters or 40 different influencers in their posts thinking that it's really going to up that engagement, but it actually won't. It will actually hurt your engagement. You'll probably get less likes and posts because LinkedIn is saying, okay, you're spamming, you know, a bunch of people you've tagged, you know, 50 people in your posts and it doesn't like that. So tag like three to four people, uh, people that you think will actually engage with your posts that are going to respond. They're going to like it. Um, that's super helpful. Don't use too many hashtags. Same idea. If you're like filling up like 50, 60 hashtags, LinkedIn is like, Ugh, I don't like this spammy. Um, so three to five hashtags is very ideal and don't overpost. So you don't want to post more than once a day. Uh, maybe you're super eager after this. You want to like start posting all this stuff. Don't post more than once a day. Actually, if you do post uh, like a second time within 18 hours, it's actually going to really reduce the growth of both of those posts by 15%. So one a day is more than enough. Um, once a week, I think is awesome. Even, you know, to start that goal is like once a month posting online on LinkedIn, I think is a really great place to start as well. And according to the legends, um, this is a, uh, apparently the best times to post. This is a, a lot of this is based on a LinkedIn algorithm report that actually just came out like last week. 
some of these images were from the previous version and then the new version just came out this week. Um, this is from Richard Vanderbloom. You can follow him and he like shares so much about these LinkedIn algorithms and how to really expand your reach. Um, but they say that from Monday to Thursday, 10 a.m. is a great time to post. And um, on the weekends, you know, 1 p.m. in the afternoon is the best time to post. So here's uh, just some hot tips around these LinkedIn algorithms. If you're excited to kind of build your network or en enhance um, your, your presence on LinkedIn, because as we've talked about, I think it's super important how all recruiters are, are looking on LinkedIn. There's so many opportunities there. Um, it's really going to help you stand out from the crowd. And there's really easy, simple things that you can do. These posts can be very simple posts, but you post them at the right time with the right hashtags, with the right people. And you can get hundreds of likes and, you know, a lot of great new connections from from some of this content. So just some things to think about there. And I'm going to kind of round up here with the last two or three slides and then would love to open things up for questions. Um, but this is a question I get all the time aside from like, how do I stand out? Um, you know, how do I get my resume picked, you know, over others or how do I stand out in the interview process as well, um, as well as how do I beat the ATS? So there's a lot of controversy, a lot of different opinions. Recruiters will all tell you different things about the ATS, but that's essentially, you know, a lot of the um, chatter about you know, companies are using these, um, you know, machines and keyword searches that are going through through resumes and, you know, it's not a very human process. So your resume has to be in, you know, this format with these words in them or else, you know, they're going to get X'd out of the system. Um, you know, it could be true for some companies, but for the very large majority, there are humans and there are recruiters, uh, human recruiters like myself that are actually going in and reviewing all resumes or searching through and, and yes, doing some keyword searches to, to try to dig up the right profiles. Um, but yes, there are humans reviewing profiles. So my opinion on this is just to not worry too much about the ATS and don't listen to sort of all the different feedback that you'll get about, you know, it has to be in this format or, you know, you can't use color or images or things like that. There are a few things that could be helpful, but the best way to beat the ATS, the best way to stand out, the best way to have your resume noticed by the recruiter quickly is to actually follow up with them and reach out to them. So um, again, I'll share this deck out and there is a resource linked that is like has 10 million different templates of different networking kind of templates and, and you know, emails and for different situations that you can easily use and, and tailor. Um, but these are just a couple quick examples. Again, if you've met folks, it's always great to, to connect with them on LinkedIn, follow up. Um, if you've applied for a role, apply and go and message the recruiters. You know how to find the recruiters now or the hiring team. Um, go and send them a quick message. You don't have to ask for much, but it's really just reaching out to share how interested and excited you are about that opportunity, why you could be a great fit. Um, and, you know, there's many roles that I'll recruit for where I get 500 applicants, 1,000 applicants, 2,000 applicants, um, but then there's only five people who messaged me online on LinkedIn and said, hey, Christina, you know, I've applied for this role. This is why I think I'm the perfect fit. 
here's my resume, you know, would if you could highlight my application or, or highlight my interest to yourself and the hiring team, like I would really appreciate that. So it's super simple and it is worth every message that you send. It is, uh, like I mentioned, uh, don't just apply online, make these follow-ups, tailor um, some of these messages. And this is again, going to 10 times the ROI of your job search um, and really um, you know, get you noticed over those candidates that are not following up and expressing their, their interest and so forth. So this is uh, linked here. It's actually a part of resume worded. If you want to just note that down, this is an incredible resource in site. Um, there is like every kind of, you know, you can choose different categories. Thank you emails. Um, there's so much stuff on here. You can also put your resume in. You can put your LinkedIn profile in and it will grade um, your resume and your LinkedIn profile and let you know if you do have the right keywords. Um, you know, kind of in that profile. So resume worded, y'all can check that out. Um, but just some templates here. Uh, these are some, you know, real templates that I have received in my past. And very often, sometimes I will receive messages like that. And yes, my inbox is super full transparently. Recruiters get a lot of these messages, you know, on the grand scheme of things. Um, but sometimes I might not respond right away, but I've read the message and I did take that profile and I sent it off to the hiring manager. And then, you know, in a week or two, we end up calling that candidate and saying, hey, we want to, you know, invite you into an interview. I, I read your LinkedIn message. Um, so sometimes you, it might feel like you're sending out these messages. Maybe you're not always getting the right responses, um, but it could still be helping you. Um, and you might not even know it because that recruiter is noticing you and kind of putting a, a star on you in the system. So something to think about. And we are at the end of the road here. I know I'm um, super passionate about all things LinkedIn and job searching and how to optimize your job search. Um, but here are a bunch of resources, like I mentioned, and we'll make sure we get this deck shared out um, through the airwaves somehow. But, uh, you know, a great site for uh, creating a, a LinkedIn photo. Um, OK, not working right now, but a, creating a LinkedIn headshot photo. Um, for free uh, on the web, LinkedIn banners again, uh, the networking emails, how to write a perfect LinkedIn connection request, how to write a perfect elevator pitch and, and kind of have that template. Uh, resume worded and job scan, like I mentioned again, are two great tools that you can actually scan your LinkedIn profiles, get some real time feedback, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, how to write an awesome bio and summary um, for your LinkedIn profile. So. These are some really great tools we will share. We didn't really talk about resumes or interviews and stuff like that today. It was more focused on LinkedIn and like optimizing your, your reach and your network there. But there's some good resources here that you can check out as well. Again, resume worded, resi, resi match will help you with your bullet points. Um, and these are great tools that I have used as a recruiter that I have shared, you know, as myself as a job candidate that I've shared with candidates. Um, so please take advantage, poke around with some of these resources. And uh, just to, to summarize some of the things that, you know, we really chatted about is that LinkedIn can be an extremely powerful tool if you use it correctly and to your advantage. So please, you know, optimize your profile, connect with folks, engage with content, uh, follow those hashtags and groups um, and think about how you're showing up and your personal brand. And, you know, again, whether you are looking for a new role right now and, and really using it as a job seeker or you're just using it to build your network, 
you know, share more about your projects, um, you know, building something great or, you know, even building a company of your own. These are all great things to do to kind of expand your reach and expand that network. And I know I shared on that first slide, but feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Like I mentioned, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I have a web page you can poke around on as well. Um, but I would love to just open up the floor for questions. Kuba, Alessia, I'm not sure if we got questions coming through, but if there is anything we want to chat about now, I'm super excited to, to do it and happy to spill any tea that I can from here. Yeah, we do have a lot of questions, uh, actually, and I'll, I'm happy to read it. Uh, the first one is, is it common to recruiters to proactively search for intern candidates uh, as well? I mean, like not um, full-time roles, uh, considering how many in interns applying through job position already? Yes, that is a very good question, and um, you would be surprised to know that yes, um, and a lot of larger organizations and some of the previous organizations that I've worked at in campus recruitment specifically, um, they actually have dedicated sourcers that are for the university and intern program specifically, that that is their job to just go out on LinkedIn, be finding students, um, and also being out at events and, and kind of sourcing passive candidates there. So I would say it's less likely at much smaller companies but bigger corporations and big fan companies absolutely they have like people that that's actually their whole job is is going to find you on LinkedIn so as a student as well thank you for the answer and the next question is uh, recruiters say that resume should uh, be tailored for each company even when applying for jobs with the same title and responsibilities. Could you describe uh, what information are recruiters looking for to make sure that candidates is not applying with the same resume to multiply companies in bulk? Yeah, for sure. I think like when it definitely one tailing your resume is super important. What I would say is don't be afraid to have like multiple versions of a resume. Like sometimes you might have one version that's like a little bit more fun and creative um, or maybe it's like a little bit more targeted towards startups, right? Versus like big organizations or corporations and there's like different things that maybe those companies are looking for that you can kind of tailor in that sense. Um, but I think some of the other most important things are definitely like the technical skills um, and some of those like hard skills that are, are kind of just, um, you know, that that are um, really focused on for the role. And I think the other thing that is also we're always looking for throughout resumes and through the interview process is thinking about what values that company has. So very often we are looking for candidates that showcase alignment with our company values. Right. Um, so or, you know, things like being very passionate about lifelong learning, collaboration, the NLP space. So the, the, there's definitely little ways that you can um, kind of highlight those things on your resume. Being at hackathons like these, put it on your resume. Um, being a part of different communities or being passionate about, you know, uh, even different podcasts or, or channels or, or things you follow, put that on your resume and tailor that for those different industries, different roles. Um, and I think that will really help you stand out from the crowd as well. Re recruiters can definitely tell when you have that tailored resume versus, you know, that generic copy that you've been, um, you know, just sharing for, for any role. I have one more additional question for myself. Um, what is really important for you as a recruiter to see in my uh, job experience 
um, should it be, is it enough really for recruiters just to know my job title and years of working there and some res like responsibilities list of them? Or do you need really more information in my resume about the job experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely wanted to have some information about every job experience that you have had. Um, well, every relevant job experience that you've had. So you don't have to like go back, you know, 20 years time and like roles that, you know, maybe your first internships and things like that, as you get more experience, like roll off some of the older experience that's becoming less relevant. Um, but absolutely, you want to share a few bullet points um, on what you really did there. And again, not just what you did there, but what impact did you have there or what impact did you have in that role? Um, so try to include some of those impact bullet points. <clears throat> Um, and, you know, think about proud projects, think about performance reviews and like anything that you kind of accomplished in those roles. Those are things that we probably want to know about or that are probably helpful to share. Um, and another thing that's also I would say, like even on your resume or on your LinkedIn profile, sometimes if you've worked for some like cool companies or, or startups or whatnot, where recruiters might not know what that company even is. So if you just have the company, you just have your title and there's not much other context. It's really hard to know, you know, the great things that you, you did there and the great experience that you gained there. Um, so I love when people also include a little description, like one line about what that company does, because often somebody might have worked transparently for like another AI focused company or an NLP focused company. But it's really small and like not I have hadn't heard of that name before and I wouldn't even know that it's kind of a company within this space. Um, so just calling that out transparently is another good thing to do to just make it easier for a recruiter to know how great you are and how relevant your experience is. That's for a great point. Yeah. Um, next question I have from can you give some details for candidates who are interested in working and tech companies but coming from non-tech backgrounds such as marketing and multimedia or finance mm -hmm. yeah that's a great question and there is a space in tech for absolutely everybody um, and it's a great place to be I think what, what I think is if you're you're coming from less of that technical background or haven't really had that tech industry experience that is totally fine. I think what's most important now is that you can really like really double down and showcase how passionate you are about that space and how passionate you are about breaking into that space and learning more um, and being that lifelong learner. So um, that's often the case, you know, even at Cohere where, you know, we are working within the, the NLP space, but you don't have to have that experience to, to come in and, and, and work at Cohere and do great things. Um, but we, we love folks that can showcase that they're excited about the space. They've been learning more about the space. So something I would highly recommend doing is if there is, again, things like you're part of, you know, hackathons like these and, you know, different community groups, Slacks, Discord, maybe there's some podcasts that you're like, listen to religiously. Um, you know, those are things that you should actually put on your resume as like, you know, ongoing learning or learning highlights or, you know, passions and interests and put put that stuff on there um, because if I don't know you're going to hackathons, I don't know you're nerding out on these these you know cool AI and NLP podcasts and going to meetups and being part of the community, um, then it's hard to to kind of exemplify that. So yeah, I think try to dive into the community, try to um, just showcase that passion, do some additional learning at things like these awesome hackathons, and put it on your resume, put it on your LinkedIn profile, 
And that's going to answer the questions for me as a recruiter when I say, hmm, like this person doesn't have as much experience. I wonder why they're interested in, you know, breaking into the tech space now. Wow, they're clearly there's a lot of reasons why that they've they've put on their resume. So, yeah. Okay, and uh, I have one more question, very similar to the previous one. Uh, what if a candidate has finished their studies long ago and uh, wants to rebrand? Can they be also recruited for internship via LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think every company can be different. Um, I know a lot of companies are absolutely open to that and actually have like career changer programs or like return to work programs as well. Um, so there's a lot of great companies that do offer that. Um, some companies, however, though, if you haven't... <clears throat> If you've graduated more than X number of years, you would just need to to kind of be um, applying through those like regular full time opportunities. Um, but I would definitely look across industry for different kind of boot camps, returnship programs and career changer programs. Those are really great, um, great programs to to kind of look into and yeah, to hopefully take uh, some of these tips and, and rebranding just your profile, your resume um, is a great place to, to kind of start um, doing that as well. Okay, thank you. Uh, we have one more question regarding background and experience. And the question is, when the person had a lot of uh, experience and background in software development and the AI technologies uh, have uh, only become recently available, how do you highlight uh, the part of AI in your experience when there is 10 previous years of non-AI software engineering in your CV? Mm -hmm. Yeah, really good question. And I think, again, like, just being able to to really showcase any of this additional or things that you've kind of gone above and beyond to do in terms of being a part of you know this lab lab community and being a part of these hackathons um again if there's just like you know podcasts or i'm i am a huge fan of linkedin learning i take a bunch of courses on linkedin learning all the time and i add those to my profile and i add those um you know to my resume and i talk about those things in my interviews and so forth so i know um you know emerging technology there's there's only so much um that we can learn it's going to be an ongoing process but I think that is what's so important is really just showcasing in general, you are that lifelong learner and you're always going to be eager to continue to learn new things and new things about the space um, because it's so quickly changing and there's always going to be new things to learn. So yeah, try to tap on, on some of those other things, um, courses and, you know, hackathons and, you know, just community learning, blog posts, reading articles, things like that. And like share that you're doing those things and i think that always um, comes across really well in those conversations and, and on your applications as well great thank you um the next question what are the most important qualities of candidates that recruiters are looking for Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good question. I mean, I think like aside from the hard skills, like when it comes to tech, like yes, the hard skills are important. Being able to, you know, having some experience within our tech stack or, you know, having that alignment there so that you can come in and, you know, hit the ground running, I think is important. But the other things are all of those soft skills, right? So we've talked a lot about the lifelong learning piece and being passionate about that, I think is hugely, hugely important and something that we look for. And again, where I'm mentioning all this, that's why I love to see candidates that are telling me that they They've been at these hackathons they've 
doing other, you know, courses or going to meetups and stuff like that, because that to us is the indicator that this person is that, you know, lifelong learner who is passionate about this. Um, I think that, um, you know, curiosity is, is, is super important as well. So just showing that you're that curious person too. And again, these are some of the things you're exploring different areas, you're attending different events, you're building cool stuff like that tells us you're that like passionate, curious person, which is awesome we want passionate and curious people um and i think communication and collaboration like those things and that's again where also where linkedin really helps you out because we're often we're, we're looking for those communication skills not just in you know verbally and, and in those interview settings but can you clearly and concisely write your resume and a linkedin profile and you know kind of summarize things in that way that's like a first check mark right that you are have pretty good communication skills and you would be able to like kind of copyright and um you know um kind of uh, be be that voice so uh communication collaboration passion lifelong learning all of those things i think are super important problem solving being agile and adaptable um so any way that you can show that you have you know, gone through change or, you know, you've you've worked through like, you know, really evolving projects or you've scaled products or projects at, you know, scaling organizations. I think those are all um, really important things that come across really well um, on your LinkedIn profile and your resume. Oh, and probably the last question I will ask you today uh, is about uh, the projects and the like portfolio projects. Uh, how much do recruiters click into and read through portfolio projects, especially when it comes to developers, uh, because you should have some like qualities in development or in software engineering to understand actually the, the level of experience of the person? Yeah, for sure. Really good question. And it varies. It will vary a lot based on, honestly, the recruiter. And sometimes you could have tech recruiters who transparently don't have as much of that that technical knowledge and they're you know more focused on assessing more of those softer skills and company and values fit and those things which is which is great um but i would say sometimes they're maybe less likely to, to click into your projects but if the recruiter is not doing it at that early stage of the process the hiring managers and the hiring teams are definitely doing it later in the process so regardless if the recruiter didn't look at it you're moving through to you know next round interview you can guarantee you everyone else is is going to and the developers once you get to that interview stage they will be looking at those projects um so definitely super important um to to have those projects outlined and you know have a great portfolio somebody is looking at it at some point in the process for sure that's great Thank you so much for being with us today and for answering these questions. Guys, still, you can connect with Christina uh, via LinkedIn. So feel free to, to have her in connect. Uh, thank you for your talk today. Thank you for joining us. And well, if you have some words to say in the end, you're welcome. Yes, no, just thank you so much for having me. Fun time, what an awesome community. I hope uh, you guys are having a, a great hackathon, building some cool stuff. Excited to see um, what comes up and excited to stay connected with you. Please connect on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to be. I'll be there and uh, we'll stay connected. So thanks, everyone. Thank you, guys.